Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Samsung is back with a pair of new foldables, smart watches, and new earbuds. Let's get into it. Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. Here to break down all the news is our resident mobile expert, Shar Tipkin. Welcome, Shar. Thanks for having me. So let's go through them one at a time because there are a number of products. Let's start with the foldables. What did Samsung announce? Yeah, so we're getting new versions of the Fold and the Flip. So we have the Z Fold 3 and Z Flip 3. Um, you know, both feature some new durability aspects, um, lower prices, and basically an effort by Samsung to kind of address the problems of the older uh, foldables. Yeah, let's and let's take the Z Fold 3 first. That's the one that folds out into a bigger device. You talked about durability. Obviously, the original Fold had a lot of problems. So what, what did Samsung do to address some of those durability concerns? Yeah, so I mean, it basically looked at almost every aspect of these. Um, the really big thing that I think people are going to really like about this is the fact that it's water resistant. Uh, and this applies to both the Fold and the Flip, actually. Um, so they both have been designed. So both sides of the phones are water resistant. And then Samsung did some, you know, special magic with its with its hinge to make sure that it also um, is resistant and you know has some special seals to keep water out. Has you know special coating so it doesn't rust. Um, you know, so that's a big one. It's using the new version of Gorilla Glass, so Gorilla Glass Victus to make sure that the backs and then the cover glass are stronger than um, they were before. It has a new kind of coating on top of the uh, interior display to make that more durable. It kind of redesigned the layers of the display to make it more durable. So they say it's you know 80% sturdier than the prior version. Uh, so basically it just kind of looked at this whole, these whole new devices and improved all of the materials and kind of the engineering to make them a little less fragile than what we saw in the previous versions. Yeah, and I know that was a, a big point of contention or big issue for customers thinking about jumping into foldables. What about the price? Because you talked about how the price is a little bit lower. Yeah, so um, the uh, Z Flip 3 is starting at $1,000. Uh, when they introduced the first 4G version last year, it was $1,380. Um, and then the 5G version was um, you know, over $1,400. So basically, it's, it's a very big cut from last year's prices for the flip. Uh, the Z Fold 3 is $200 less than the second version from last year. So that one's not quite as big of a jump down, but that device is still kind of aimed more at the people who have um, a desire to have just the latest and greatest tech and are really kind of fanboys of, of this sort of thing or, you know, basically just have a lot of money to spend. So, you know, they, they, what they really kind of focused on was making sure that that flip would be something that had a more accessible price for people. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because you, you talked about the Z Flip 3. 
which is the thousand dollars, kind of your standard flagship phone price. It's not outrageous, but it is still expensive. Do you think that is enough to people to get people to actually consider a foldable? Because you know this continues to be kind of a niche market, right? Yeah, I mean, it is still a small market. You know, it has to start from somewhere. Like, you can't just immediately, you know, generally you don't just immediately have a huge market. Um, so Samsung really kind of did everything that it could do with these new versions, you know, especially the Flip, to make them something that consumers don't just immediately dismiss. Um, you know, I think the biggest concerns for people are durability. Like, are these going to last three years or however long I usually hold on to a thousand dollar phone? Or are these going to break the first time I get caught in a rainstorm? Um, you know, the thousand dollar price makes it at the same level as the iPhone 12 Pro um, and Samsung's Galaxy S21 Plus. So it is really at that flagship pricing, but that we've also been seeing kind of that $1,000 flagship pricing becoming less popular. And, um, you know, with the Galaxy S21 line, Samsung started that at $800. And we're seeing a lot more inexpensive 5G phones coming out. Like if you want a $500 phone that has 5G in the US, you can find one pretty easily now. Uh, so, you know, it, we'll have to see what kind of the response is like to these, but I think it's going to be a kind of hard sell considering the environment we're in and considering the other options that are out there. So it will probably still remain a smaller market, at least with these generations. Yeah. And you talked a bit about the price and, uh, we, you know, we, you talked to one of the executives who, uh, discuss how there are going to be different installment plans, carrier installment plans for these devices. Can you kind of break that down and the fact that I mean, you might need to hang on to one of these phones longer than previously? Yeah. So what Samsung is doing, um, first, they're saying that there's going to be higher sort of trade-in values than maybe what you saw before. So if you're bringing an older phone, even an iPhone, um, you're going to get more money back for it than maybe with with other trade-ins. Um, so that's with Samsung and the, the carriers in particular. Um, and then when it comes to the carriers, uh, you know, Samsung worked with them on their sort of payment plans. So these are those monthly rates that you pay um, and you pay off your phone over two years or, you know, whatever your term is. Uh, what was kind of typical before was, yeah, around two years. And now with these, we're seeing them extend to 36 months. So, um, you know, basically three years is how long people will be paying off like the fold three with some of the carriers. And what this does is make it look like your monthly payment plan is more like what you pay for a Samsung Note, for instance, but you're paying it off for a lot longer. So, you know, it, it may seem like they're more affordable, but they maybe aren't really that affordable. And then, you know, by the time you're rounding year two, how are these foldables still performing? Are the does the battery still work? Um, you know, and these aren't things that can you can just easily swap out the battery. It's it's a more intensive process with these than with a traditional phone. So we're, we'll have to see what kind of the result is for consumers. But there really is an effort to kind of stretch these out longer. But it's also an acknowledgement of the reality that in the United States, people are holding onto their phones for three years. Mm -hmm. We just haven't really had any foldables that have been out that long um, to know how they actually hold up by the time you get to three years. 
Right. It's definitely a different calculus for consumers if they're thinking about a foldable. Uh, today's event was not just about phones. There were also a pair of smartwatches. So what, what does Samsung unveil there? Yeah, so two new smartwatches, the Galaxy Watch 4 and Watch 4 Classic. Um, you know, they are the first to feature the new One UI software that was combining Samsung's Tizen with Google's um, Android Wear software. So, uh, you know, Scott Stein will be doing a lot of work to kind of evaluate what those look like and to see if if these, um, you know, if that really does kind of improve the experience for people. Uh, you know, there's some new sensors, new features, um, snore detection. So just kind of, you know, a lot of tweaks that Samsung made to uh, get these, you know, more to make these more appealing to consumers. Yeah, it sounds silly, but I'm mostly fascinated by snore detection because I think I'm a terrible, terrible snorer. At least that's what my wife says, and I'd love to get proof of that. Um, I, I'm oddly excited also about the classic is bringing back the bezel, right, on the, the, the Galaxy Watch. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, people loved that where you could touch, you know, the, the Samsung watches are round versus, you know, Apple watches, which are rectangular. Um, and there was kind of this movable bezel that would let you control the watch. And um, yeah, it's back. So basically to, to control. And, I, you know, I think people are really going to be happy about that. It's kind of an interesting feature that sets Samsung's smartwatches apart from other ones. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see when Scott starts using these, what he thinks of it and, you know, how it actually works. But that is definitely something that people are are looking forward to. I, I am completely sincere when I'm when I say I'm excited about the bezel because <laughs> that was the best way to distract my kid when I was changing his diaper because he would start <laughs> spinning that bezel while I while I worked his new diaper in. And that for me, I kept telling him, this is the killer app, people. Baby distraction tool. Uh, so, all right, well, beyond the, the watches, which I think the, the health applications for me are pretty fascinating, but beyond that, Samsung also unveiled a new set of Galaxy Buds, right? What's, what's, what's new and what's different about these earbuds? Yeah, I mean, they're 150, they're, they're earbuds. You know, I, I don't think that there's anything that's like particularly earth shattering with these. Um, you know, Carnoy, David Carnoy and Lexi Savides had um, a chance to spend some time with them leading up to Unpacked. So, you know, we already have our full, you know, a, a review with kind of their first thoughts and, you know, video from Lexi showing what these are like. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those that if you, you know, are a Samsung user, um, you know, these are something that people may really like, but, you know, some of the features you may not get on other devices. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, the we're kind of at a point where like you're almost locked in with earbuds depending on what phone maker mm -hmm. you have. Right. Um, so, but for a Samsung user, these might be pretty attractive. Got it. And I guess lastly, I mean, this fall event has traditionally been where we've seen a new Galaxy Note. Um, and that was nowhere to be seen. Uh, there was discussion of, a, of an S Pen, a new S Pen, which would work with a Fold. But you know, when you look at this, you can sort of make the assumption that the note's gone, but what do you think about where the note is going to end up and if we'll see a new version at some point from Samsung? Samsung basically has said the note will be back. Um, that's not to say that they could totally change their mind, but you have to keep in mind that the note was a pretty popular line. Um, you know, even though the fold now is the 
best technology they have, it still isn't really at a price that most people could afford it or that it's really going to sell in huge numbers. Um, Samsung definitely sells way more notes than it sells foldables. Mm -hmm. um, does this mean the note's going to last forever? You know, maybe in a couple of years this goes away and does get replaced by the foldables when they get to the point where, um, you know, that kind of higher premium one that works with the stylus isn't, you know, close to $2,000. But uh, my suspicion is that we see a new note at some point next year. Um, that's, you know, one of the most popular. It, it, it's not as big a seller as the Galaxy S line, but it has really big fans. Um, you know, and while Samsung has extended the note to its other devices, none of them really work quite as well as the note does with, with the stylus, with the S Pen. Uh, you know, you there's literally a place to put the stylus inside the notes. Um, you know, we don't have that with any of these other devices. So there's always a risk that you're going to lose it or, you know, have to buy a case for your phone to hold it or, you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, so we'll have to see. But, you know, my suspicion is that we get another note in 2022. Yeah, you can never put it past Samsung to introduce yet another product. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, Oshara, well, thanks for your time. You can check out our full Samsung Unpacked coverage at CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>